0: How are you tonight? I'm alright. Are you ready to pull this bullshit together and try to talk for half hour about it? I don't uh,
1: know. I thought this might be a, a very special 20 minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Projecting Film, the podcast where movies meet. On this episode we have a strange one for you, The Road Movie, which is a compilation of video footage shot exclusively via dashboard cameras and Russian automobiles. So, we have a easy pairing for that. My co-host Chris joins me, Michael Denniston, for an obvious pairing. I think this is the episode this podcast was created for. Russian dash cam documentaries. Don't really have a trailer for you, because what would there be to show other than mayhem with, uh, you know, foreign accents? So you're just going to have to live with my... For accent from Kentucky, as Chris and I try to pitch you the road movie.
0: You're, you're planning on doing, what, 17 minutes on Netflix or something? What's uh, the plan?
1: Yeah, I think I watched about 15 minutes of this. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Cause I had no idea and you said, well, I don't think you'll, you'll like it. And I was like, that's kind of an interesting concept, but I'm sure there's more to it than that. And I'm like, no, no, this is like some stuff I've seen on Reddit or YouTube, except not for an hour straight. So I don't know. Maybe it took a turn if you stick with it, but,
0: uh, um, they, they build it up over time and kind of start doling out the more interesting moments. But, uh, yeah, it's uh it's it's an odd sip for sure.
1: I don't I mean <laughs> I don't want to go full negative here because I, I don't think it's uh this the road movie is really dishonest about what it is. And I felt like the the easiest selling point, I think I even saw like a review uh phrase it this way. It's like a throwback to like faces of death. Maybe not yeah. quite as uh, trashy because <laughs> you know, not every scene is someone dying or you know the most horrific thing you've ever seen some of it was just very basic like minor annoyance on the road people walking in front of cars when they shouldn't and they don't die uh but i guess you know before we get into our picks i'll I'll put it to you what who who is who what is the audience here who's what is uh who who's this for as far as this this type of thing is this just purely like a film festival type movie I, like a palate cleanser of I don't know. Two
0: different audiences. I think there's a good, there's an interesting Venn diagram of people. This movie will work for. Um, and what's in between. I'm not sure, but I think it's people that want to actively use their phone while and live tweet while watching movies. I don't mm. think that that, that actual activity will lessen your experience here, here at all. You can tune in and out and throw this on. And
1: I don't, I mean, there think are a are lot subtitles. A ton some, of subtitles. You might miss some key Russian dialogue. <laughs> um, That and that key Russian dialogue, the
0: other thing I think would be people that are interested in learning more about Russian culture by (laughs) simply observing them. Because, my God, these people do not seem to get excited by anything that happens.
1: Why would they, given where they live? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's just scene upon scene. And I understand this film uh, film, um, is being shown from dash cameras and cars mm-hmm. so you know not this is not david fincher like doing the girl with the dragon tattoo where you're seeing like horrific plot with somewhat beautiful scenery of snow and isolation no this is uh like really ugly snow and <laughs> <laughs> not very attractive settings people on their way to work people uh, frustrated about traffic, frustrated by yet another car crash that they're going to witness that day. <laughs> People that flip off of a bridge and they come
0: right side up and they start floating down the river and they don't seem that excited by anything that's just happened. <laughs> the only, the only real response was, Hey, don't turn the wheel. <laughs> that was it. That, um,
1: that kind of got me. I, you know what? I'll just be brutally honest. I only thought about one film here. And it was so – I knew it was going to be so wrong. I'm like, well, Chris is going to kill me for this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going Faces of Death because even in my video store days, I had – I never had any interest in watching Ooh, that right. stuff.
0: I, I thought you might go Koyaanis really, really elevate things here.
1: No, no. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the classic from 2000, Book of Shadows Blair Witch Project 2. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Okay. Uh, interesting pick. <laughs> Explain yourself.
1: I'm going to explain myself by saying I don't know anything, and maybe with my pick that's already out there. But I'm watching this, and I'm I'm wondering, okay, is this meant to enlighten me about uh, Russian culture, about the people there? Or is this just giving me a, a very misguided viewpoint of their world? I, and I don't know. I don't know if this is by, by having these parameters that we're going to watch this – as I said, this culture just from the front of a car and all the crazy shit that happens from that perspective. I don't know if it's honest or just incredibly misleading. Cause as I mentioned, when we started the Skype call, I had seen some of this stuff just like on random YouTube algorithms or on Reddit where you can find, you know, cats falling down and then occasionally, <laughs> Oh, here's a car crash video. And I, I don't know that I'm still at a loss at what amuses the internet, but, uh, this film did not amuse me for uh, its entire runtime, for sure, and I could say the same thing about Book of Shadows. However, what I think—well, <laughs> <laughs> the common
0: thread—you hated both
1: films. No, no, I—I've actually kind of come around. I, when we did the uh, uh, War Machine versus Wars episode, where we did all three Blair Witch mm-hmm. films, I was far more engaged with the second one than I was, you know, the first one's the best. Um, and I would say that the third one is by far the worst because at least Book of Shadows attempts to do something different and doesn't really do it that well, but it's an attempt. Um, what I can say I admire about that film is that it's an attempt to examine people who get maybe glean far too much information from just what's on a camera, what's filmed. And that was my thought process was watching. This was interesting. I feel like I do feel like I'm being manipulated I can't really point to exactly what it is because I said they're, they're being fair about what the premise of this film is and they follow through on it. But I just don't know if there's what I can really do with this information and in book of shadows, everyone is misled and the people who in particular, the characters in the film that are really into what they're documenting are the ones who are the, the most confused by what they, they see it. It does not provide the answers. It doesn't provide the appropriate context. So I don't know if I'm lobbying an accusation against the film or if I'm elevating it, or if I'm providing a great insult, that it's <laughs> Blair Witch I, I, 2, Book of Shadows, the uh, I, spiritual successor.
0: I think you have uh, – with this film, you do have the time to let your put
1: mind wander into those places. and that. But it that was, didn't, I, Chris. I went to – that was the very first thing. That's the only thing I thought of. And I was even like, come on, dude. Do better. Why, why are you going to Book of Shadows? I'm like, nope. I got nothing better. That's I, it. I, I, I was just saying that um, when you're
0: watching this, you kind of think, is this a manipulation? Is this the actual dialogue that's being said at the time? Is this bullshit? Is this a farce? Is this the Russian version of um, what's new Tiger Lily or something like that, where they're just, you know, kind of, it's a caricature of this. Is it authentic in that way? Um Based on the information I have, I have to say no, that it's just this footage. Um, but like you were saying, I, I don't know that it's really giving me any honest insight into the culture. I don't think that that's its point of view and that's its end goal at the end of the day. But because you have enough time to allow your mind wander into those places, I think you end up projecting things onto it. And that's sort of –
1: There we go. The title of the show. That's, that's perfect. <laughs>
0: And that, that that's kind of why I, from a structural point of view, um, why I chose a documentary. And I guess you can call this film, the road movie, a documentary. Um, I chose another documentary that was similar in that way. And that was a uh, Leviathan and it's about a fishing crew, but there's no interviews in it or anything like that. You just see them working. And so it doesn't kind of tell you about, the struggles of their day-to-day life you just see it unfold have you seen the film
1: i have not because it looked depressing it, it's 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 a rough sit um it's these guys have a hard hard life truth and advertising yeah it's
0: no dialogue in it just grunting and you know guys working hours and doing a job that i have no interest in doing um something that i had a feeling i didn't want to do before but after seeing leviathan i know i couldn't Possibly do it even if I wanted to attempt it, I would die within four or five hours probably trying to do that work um, so I think that that's it's sort of the The idea that it's just giving you this information and what you do with it is up to you The fact that there's really no point of view from the filmmaker here is what how I was connecting these two movies because I don't feel I, I feel an editor, I guess, in both films more than I feel a director
1: because that's there's that accusation uh, in particular against documentary uh, filmmaking and i I'd say I guess Michael Moore is the poster boy for having <laughs> too much of his uh, fingerprints all over the material and the shaping of it. But he he wears it though. I, yeah, I can't respect absolutely. that about him. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, Roger and me. And then the, I can't remember the name of the TV series he was doing. That, sure. that spun out from that. Yeah. I mean, he's making himself the star and he's saying, this is you know, about my hometown. Very personal to him. Um, does it go the other way though, that we now feel that documentary filmmaking or journalists have to like, maybe it's more honest or maybe they should take um, more of a role and classifying exactly what they're presenting to us. Like <laughs> in particular with this, this, the road movie, you know, I told you, I stumbled across some of the, some of these scenes I've seen before, uh, just on the internet. And I don't think the way I stumbled across them and the people that were being entertained by them, I I have to say it, that they're probably not <laughs> looking at it the way it should be. Like it should it should not be on the shelf next to the cats falling off of a kitchen counter chasing a ball, and maybe I do want uh, a sterner hand here for my uh, for my documentaries. I do know. Maybe I was uncomfortable watching this, thinking like, okay, this is this just um, a Russian version of Jackass with people who are not Johnny Knoxville and they're not profiting <laughs> from the shenanigans.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I I thought about Jackass while watching this also, but the idea of that sort of firm hand of the filmmaker. I, it, yeah, it's a different approach to it, but I like the hands off for this particular subject. I don't need somebody with giving me commentary on this. It would feel so weirdly inappropriate here. Having seen it, could you imagine a way of trying to tie this together to some common thread and having interviews with people afterwards or something like that and go to sort of typical talking head narrative? Mm-hmm.
1: I I mean, it depends. Is it, uh, Vigo Mortensen as his character from Eastern Promises? Could we cut to him? I'm (laughs)
0: listening.
1: (laughs) I'm just spitballing here. I think that's a pretty fun
0: movie. I'm just thinking of his cock now. That's
1: all. Well, I mean, he could be in the buff. He could be like, you know, wrestling someone in a bathhouse and then like he occasionally looks at the camera. (laughs) It's like, you saw, you saw something bad. I'm going to show you something worse. And then they proceed to beat each other stab each other, something of that nature. (laughs) Um, I am actually kind of surprised. Eastern Promises never came to mind. Like I, I didn't even try to go, like you know, Russian violence and mayhem. I just leave Cronenberg
0: out of this. I, I think that it's appropriate to go with Blair Witch 2 more so than Eastern Promises.
1: Do we really need all this shit for a walk in the woods?
0: Blair Witch Hunt provides all amenities while you risk certain death and dismemberment. <laughs> Give it up. What's up with all this camera stuff? to record all occult phenomena that may manifest itself in the course of the tour.
1: Damn. You're really running bullshit central here, aren't you? You know, if you don't believe in the Blair Witch, then why the hell did you bother to come? I thought the movie was cool. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Blair Witch too, because uh, from what I remember, I actually listened to the commentary track for that War Machine horse episode. Not for this. I didn't You went deep. I went it is weird to me what I will like decide. This warrants <laughs> thorough research. Uh Vertigo, nah, I'm good. I saw it years ago. <laughs> I got this one nailed. Yeah. I, I got that one. Covered. I understand that one, Mars Corsese silence. Saw it once. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. And I so that's one of those <laughs> And it's funny how these things age because that's a film that was taken away from its filmmakers. The the, the document uh yeah. Terry uh the film crew that did Paradise Lost, I guess, most uh, famously or infamously, I guess, depending on how you view those particular manipulations in film. And they tried to punch this film up to make it more of a horror movie. And so it's pretty much one of those things where it's like the original the creators of the the Blair Witch mythology uh, didn't want to rush out a sequel. So they sort of disavow this. And then the, the guys ended up doing it. were are like, you know, we were trying to make somewhat of a nuanced point or be a little more thoughtful with this. And I don't know if you remember much or if you've, I'm assuming you've seen Blair, Witch 2 you're a horror guy. It, it, it's been, it's been a while though. I mean, this, yeah, it was probably on VHS. So, you know, I was originally saying that maybe I'm a little more comfortable with, um, uh, in particular, the road movie with, some editorial comment about, okay, why, why'd you do this to me? Why are you, <laughs> why, are you, why, why did you put together all this footage and what are, what are you trying to say? Because I don't, I don't, I don't follow necessarily other than this all looks pretty bad. Um, with the Blair Witch, do you, <laughs> do you shake your finger at the filmmakers for being like, Okay, maybe maybe you shouldn't have been as thoughtful with the Blair Witch 2 coming out a year later. What, <laughs> Joe Berlinger, what exactly were you thinking as far as like, hey, this is my time. You know, I couldn't get across my point with Paradise Lost with real teenagers sent to prison to suffer for a crime they didn't commit. Blair Witch 2 is where I'm going to make my case to general audiences. To make
0: teenagers suffer in reality by watching the film?
1: Well, I mean, you're, you're being really cruel to the man. I'm just this, I am just was just calling him a, a bit of a, a pompous asshole, but now you're, <laughs> now you're saying that he made people suffer. No, f- f-
0: no fuck that. I, I'm just being an asshole. Um, I, I can always appreciate when somebody tries. If they swing big and they want to do something different with it and they end up missing, um, I can really uh, – the one thing I will say – about the Blair Witch sequel, when it starts doing the retread of the first film, that's when I don't like it. When it was trying to push itself outside of that box, that's actually when I think the film worked the best for me. And I just wanted to see that totally different take on it at that point in time. Um, And there we are, only one year into the found footage sort
1: of conceit, Mm -hmm. and
0: I was already over it. So,
1: (laughs) Old hat at this point. (laughs) Boy, (laughs) how young and naive you were, Chris. I had no idea what was coming. (laughs) I, but I, I think that's something that's interesting because a lot of the times what people credit, uh, especially on movie podcasts, if you listen to enough of them, and that's that's always a bad thing to do, uh, <laughs> is how easy something – like we really appreciate when people – like we don't really feel like we're being manipulated. When it's all manipulation, like the, the very fact that this – the road movie was compiled together, you have to assume there's some, you know, there's some reason for the presentation of it. Why this scene first? Why did they hold back on other scenes when – I think if you're watching it, I was struggling with like, okay, why why are we going from one thing to the next? And it it would be, I don't know if it'd be immoral, but it, you know, I didn't want it to be like, hey, we're going to save the bloodiest and the worst tragedy for the end. We're going to build to that. So no, I don't. Well, it's it, 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 go to
0: high fidelity. It's the mixtape thing. I think is what mm. he's doing, where they kind of pull it in and out. And I think that it's not a normal narrative structure in that way, where it's about the reaction to it. And you kind of need to remove yourself one step while you're watching it to kind of see it in that, that way, because it's meant to be experienced in that without that much engagement. I think that you kind of do look at it from this sort of visceral reaction to it, as opposed to putting too much thought
1: into it. As if you were just like a person driving along, like seeing a car crash, like not, not totally involved with it, but it's some, it's something that is, that's happened right in front of you that it is hard to imagine i i don't necessarily i don't think anyone relishes well maybe if you're like a sociopath like witnessing a car crash or something there is no. that just that uh i don't know it, it's just such a violent thing to see like that much like of course just the metal and the weight of it where even something where people come out fine just a fender bender um it is just sort of shocking and sort of a, uh, such an abrupt thing, but here it does put you in that weird spot. We're like, Oh, okay. This is, so this is what the movie is. Well, I guess I'm going to see a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that snow provides the appropriate padding. You know, I know it causes people to fly off the road, but, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I struggle with, you know, and maybe because I, I put, I'm going to put book of shadows, Blair, Witch two in the title, people will get the idea of like, Oh, maybe that's not for me. Um, but I still feel like – um I don't know. I've, I never thought I would see like a – as I said, a Faces of Death that was like an art house film version of it. I don't know. Yeah. This is a very – I think this is a very narrow sort of target they're going after.
0: <laughs> well, in this day and age of the sort of <laughs> micro-targeting and <laughs> – <I mean, laughs> there, there, there's like 12 guys
1: <laughs> in Idaho that are going to go nuts for this shit. And there are – Two guys, one in uh, Arizona, one in Kentucky, uh, doing twenty minutes on this on the road movie. Do you think our selections are going to be misleading?
0: Because probably more people are familiar with the horror movie Leviathan than the documentary about the, uh, the <laughs> this commercial fishing crew.
1: I mean, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be our uh, our Star Wars episode by any stretch of the imagination. So. <laughs> By that, you mean 15 dumb. <laughs> you know, I, I was checking our numbers and we've now gone into the segment of the podcast where we talk about ourselves. So we're back in our comfort zone. And, uh, um, oh, I tell you what, Pottersville was a fucking hit, my friend. We bitched <laughs> about it. Not, we were like a month early on Netflix getting it. And that was the one that was our, like our Michael Bay joint there. So I don't know more Michael Shannon. Um, okay. Let's just segue right into the shape of water. I, I still haven't seen it. I've actually been offered a screener of that one and turned it down. That was such as my respect for what I anticipate that that film to be. I actually want to go out to the theater and see that one. I don't want to watch um, it. On my-
0: I, I've, I've seen the screener as well as I did get to see a press screening early. So yeah, definitely wait for the theater first. Cause that's, uh, I just wanted to see it again was the only reason I watched it at home because okay. I had already seen it once. So, but yeah, it's, uh, God damn. Um it, it took the last two months of the year, but twenty seventeen shaped up okay pretty quickly.
1: Uh it was you know what? Uh fuck it. Uh we, we don't have much to sell here. Um <laughs> Let's uh let's do some highlights here. Cause I was actually uh looking at my list and uh there were a few things that were from Projecting Film that i uh, did are on the my vault, list uh show up there for you? Did not. Nothing against okay. the vault. Um but uh I think if I was going to pick today abundant acreage available would be my favorite film of 2017. It's hard to argue against that one.
0: That's a damn that's a if not my favorite movie by far the most underseen movie. Um, my favorite was probably The Divine Order, but um yeah, they're both great films.
1: And this one, uh, is, uh, not one featured on this show, but it uh, predates the existence of it. Uh, the wedding plan we did on War Machine versus War yeah. back in May, yep. uh, still resides in my top three. So Man. there's a lot of, there was actually a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, unfortunately, maybe not as many wide releases, but if you mm-hmm. dig into it, uh, the Black Coat's daughter was on there. Um, there was a documentary called, uh, Davi's Way, which I don't even think got a release. So I, um, I haven't seen that. I, I think I've implored you to watch it multiple times. And you know, after this <laughs> Skype call, I'm going to, I'm going to message you the screener again and be like, please watch this. Uh, <laughs> you'll have a blast with it. Okay. And to tie it back into our, our, you know, the movie we're supposed to be talking about, documentary-ish. Um, although I would have to say that it's the opposite problem. It's that the subject is the one that has far too much editorial control and realizes he does over how he's being filmed and how he's being perceived <laughs> and stages things as he's being filmed saying, I want to stage this a different way. Um, glorious. I, uh, oh, that's
0: fantastic. And they leave that all in.
1: <laughs> yeah. They leave it all in because there's like, it's like, they're like a sound is like, uh, you know, you know what we're doing here. Right. And he's like, you're going to do it my way. This is the way I want it done. (laughs) I'm the star of this production. So as you can see, I I found a new hero. So I hope to feature that on this podcast at some point in 2018, if it gets a uh, release date.
0: I think that would be if somebody ever does the projecting film documentary, that that would be pretty much
1: how we would roll. Yeah. But who would play us in the, the the, who would place in the disaster artist version? Oh, um, God, that's
0: uh, uh, I, I mean, we're, we're going outside of the Franco brothers because, I mean, I, I assume I would have to be Dave in that particular uh, <laughs> out of those what? brothers.
1: Why, why would you say you're Dave? I'm uh, out of the two of us. Come on now. Are you saying I'm weirder or what? <laughs> or that I, I would be more prone to hit on uh, underage girls on Instagram or something in a social media scandal?
0: I was just going to say that you would be the one with the obvious talent, and I'd be the one that's the hidden talent. See,
1: I went to his deviant ways immediately. and
0: <laughs> I wasn't even aware
1: of that one. Well, I think she was – I think it was of legal age. So I think she was <laughs> – that's only going by state law there. So <laughs> he's just, <laughs> just under the buzzer. I actually got into an argument, just a, a mild argument with my wife last night. We were watching Glow on Netflix. and um, How is that?
0: I haven't seen that yet.
1: Eh, it's alright. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I feel like, uh, like, you know, some shows, it's like, oh, the pilot sucked. And then it's like, hey, give it another shot. Uh, this one, it's like, oh, the pilot was really good. And then it's like, I felt like they, they really coast on the fact that it's really attractive women grappling each other, which that's is not I've assumed, not nothing, but I'm also like, you know, <laughs> Alison Bree is really funny too. So why don't you have her give her something funny to say? So, uh, but I, I mentioned the fact that, um, a mutual friend, a hire of the True Bromance Film Podcast, said on an episode of Marcus played that he hates Dave Franco because he's married – I believe he's married to Alison Brie or at least they're together. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And she, she was like, good for, good for her. I was like, good for her? She couldn't even get – James Franco get the better Franco. And it's, she was, it's
0: like marrying Donnie Wahlberg.
1: Well, not to her. She was like, not in my book. Dave Franco is the better Franco. And I was just like <laughs> – I don't know how I feel about this. And now you're you're saying you're Dave Franco, so So that's why you're taking a personal <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Normally most people will just be like, Yeah, I'm James Franco. I'm the I'm the I'm the older brother, I'm the bigger star. But this time I was like, Well, no, let's kick this around, Maynard. Let's let's really work this out because my wife has a thing for little Dave Franco. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. I, I wrote a song and it made her dance in a way that you'd never seen before. There might be something there.
1: I uh I don't know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to end this call and go see my wife and uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can play some sordid music as the, as the show's ending. <laughs> I'll fix this. <laughs> You're in Arizona and I'm here. That's all that matters. <laughs> I tell you what, what an episode of the road movie. If you like more of these insights <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Please follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Projecting Film. Give us a subscribe. We could uh, use that, and we promise we'll do better in the new year. How's that? <laughs> we won't. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> it's an <laughs> earnest plea to, to, to you and me, to ourselves. Please let's just do better. accept our shortcomings. I mean, come on. Let's be who we yeah. are. All right. In the new year, I will listen to our Pottersville episode as often as I can and try to to figure out what you people like about us, <laughs> what made that a success. Um, yeah. All right. I think that's good. That's. <laughs> I think so too. That's perfect. If I use everything, it's like twenty five minutes. <laughs> Including the down. <laughs> Five minutes of us <laughs> debating the
0: Franco Brothers. I made a shitty point, but you don't need to just. Okay, drop the column. I was. I've noticed a couple times. This is. That's when it happens. I say, it goes away.
1: I actually was. Still, I was talking, and then, and then I was getting uh, this weird ringing, and I, I'm like, and it was still recording it. It was recording me, and then on your track was the ringing sound. I'm like, all right, this is. Uh, yeah, I should probably just leave that in so people understand who exactly they're listening to.
0: <laughs> Morons trust me the content for the first 15 minutes let them know that so
1: i you know i was i I thought this was uh like Apollo 13 where ed harris is over listening uh, to the guys talking about how this is going to be like the biggest embarrassment in like nasa history like sirs i think this will be our finest hour that's i was like 15 minutes in on the road movie my goodness that's like this is our our masterpiece this is our phantom thread we're throwing out there daniel Day Lewis style this is our capper
0: but then, you know, God said, look, enough.
1: Nah. I mean, he, he may have made the best editorial decision there. If I wanted someone's fingerprints all over this, he'd be like, all right, you're good. You did your 15. Uh, time to hit the showers, kids. Well,
0: or if this is the downside of net neutrality, well played.
1: <laughs>